Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lead With Less podcast. I'm Tash Peterson, and I'm so excited that you are here listening to this episode. I'm kicking all of this off with quite a juicy, meaty topic, which I'm hoping to kind of dive into, but it will probably be broken out over quite a few episodes as well. But I really wanted to start all of this off with talking about how to thrive in the hardest era of work. Now, this episode was inspired by a Disrupt HR talk that I did in March, and it was a talk for a global phenomenon called Disrupt HR, where you've got five minutes, and you've got 20 slides, and the slides change every 15 seconds. Probably the hardest thing I have ever prepared for, and I will talk about the mindset work and everything that I did in preparation for that huge stretch, but it really made me kind of root down to three key points of essentially all of my work, all of the work that I do with clients, all of the work that I do with corporates, all the work that I do workshops on is how to thrive in the hardest era of work. And I'm going to talk about why we're finding ourselves in the hardest era of work, what's causing it, and then the three things that you can do to help move through this this time help you thrive help you look after yourself and help you to navigate this era that we are finding ourselves in and i will also link the talk in the show notes as well it's five minutes really great it's quick uh, and it dives into the three points but i'm hoping to go into them a little bit deeper in this episode so why are we finding ourselves in the hardest era of work Well, I believe that there's two reasons for this. The first reason is that it never stops. We are so hyper-connected. You know, technology has absolutely boomed. We can literally do everything on a smartphone, which means that we are never switching off. We're always connected. There is endless possibility because of the rise in technology, because of how incredible that it's become. There is endless opportunity, plus there's also relentless drive for more. Because there's so much opportunity, because there is so much available, because of our ability to access it all of the time, we also then have this unconscious drive for more, 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 constantly working harder, working longer, getting more, achieving more, all of those things. If you describe yourself as a high achiever or an overachiever, then you definitely understand this or probably you can be like, oh yeah, that's a little bit of me. The second reason I don't believe that we're actually taught or equipped on how to deal with the world that we live in. 
our brains have not has not evolved as quickly as the world has evolved. Our brain is still very much primal, is still very much archaic <laughs> in the way that it works, in the way that it responds to things. And with how quick the world has become, with how much there is available, with how much there's going on, the brain actually has quite limited capacity in terms of what it already knows and and how to deal with what we're going through and so we're not equipped from a mindset perspective and a well-being perspective to deal with all of this which is what's leading people to feeling burnt out overwhelmed and being riddled with self-doubt and those are really the three topics that comes up continuously and consistently with all of the clients that I work with and what I end up doing a lot of my work in is how do we actually minimize one our need to our relentless need to drive for more so like our relentless want of more so you know being able to actually be content and present with what we do have in the life that we do live and then how can we put the tools and strategies in place to then decrease burnout overwhelm and self-doubt and to be honest, these are all things that I myself have experienced across my career and across you know, my life experience to date is feeling really overwhelmed, feeling really burnt out, feeling self-doubt and imposter syndrome all of the time. And it's what I really found was the probably the biggest struggle when people start their professional careers is the fact that we're seeing busyness we're seeing the drive and then we're not actually taught on how to manage deal and thrive in the workplace so when I started my corporate career over gosh 13 years ago I had so much excitement right I wanted to do more I wanted to be more I was like I'm going to become HR director (laughs) I'm going to work 80 hours a week because at the time that's what success was like if people were in meetings all day their calendars were full they were constantly getting emails that was what success was it to think about that now is quite ludicrous but that is what you know being successful and cool and um important was was to be busy with emails and meetings and working in an office and wearing corporate clothes and all of those things and none of those things are wrong or bad what I quickly learned well not actually not quickly at all what I learned over my corporate career was it was my relationship with those things that actually as I paid more and more attention to my burnout my overwhelm how much self-doubt I was experiencing I realized that that wasn't aligned with who I really wanted to be and how I wanted to feel, which is what led me to being burnt out, overwhelmed and feeling doubtful all of the time. And so not only did I not have the connection with myself, the skills, the experience and the tools and the strategies to actually help myself process that and deal with that, I didn't have managers or people in that environment who was able to support me and help me through that either. And this is what I'm still finding and why I do leadership coaching is how to equip people leaders and managers to hold the space for their people to be able to thrive. And that is about doing self-work. So getting the tools and strategies in place on how to actually deal with all of these things yourself as a professional and as a people leader. And then also how to then hold space and help your people navigate that as well. So 
these are all things that I've been experiencing over the last 13 years, which is now why I do the work that I do, because I don't want people to spend 13 years experiencing this. I don't want people to take 13 years to understand how to move through it or realize that they don't actually need to do this in order to be successful. They don't actually need to do this or work in this way as the only way to determine success or to create success which is another big piece of work that I do as well. And there'll be episodes on success, connection with success and definition of success as well. So what I ended up talking about in this Disrupt Talk were the three fundamental tools and practices that I believe will help people thrive in this era of work that will help you if you put these things in place at least even on a basic level will help to start shifting things and make things feel slightly more manageable and then more and then as you dig deeper as you do more of the work as you learn more of the tools and the strategies will help you to thrive at higher and higher levels during this time so let's dive into these i'm going to talk about each of them in detail and then I'll wrap them up as well. So there will be some key things that you can do and take away from each of these points. So I would recommend having a notepad or a piece of paper or maybe your notes app on your phone, um, or you can come back and listen to them as well. So the first tool or practice or the first thing that you really, really need to build as a foundation to thriving in this hardest era of work is knowing yourself and your value. One of the biggest things that I struggled with over my corporate career is not fully valuing what I bring, not fully seeing the credibility that I have, the skills and experience that I have as valuable and as incredible that I can bring to the role or sorry, as unique that I can bring to the role. Because yes, there are thousands and millions probably of HR people in the world, but there's only one me. There's only one version of Tash that can do the HR work in the way that I do the HR work, that have the conversations that I have, or the way that I have them, or the way that I build rapport or connect with people. And one of the things, and one of the biggest reasons for that is because we're not taught to really know who we are. We're taught on who to be, right? It's like, be this type of person, study this subject at university, do this thing, and that's what will help you be successful. That's who the world needs versus this is who you are, how do you embrace that uniqueness, how do you embrace that value, that skill set, that experience, and then bring that to the world. So to really understand who you are and to know who you are and what you bring to the table, there's a few questions here for you to reflect on so that you can start to bring this to the surface. So the first question is, who do I want to be? So oftentimes we get stuck in, oh, but this is who I am and this is who I was raised as and this is who I've always been. We get very stuck in thinking that who we are is who we will ever be, whereas actually we have the ability to shift and change that if we want to. You have the ability to decide who you want to be and take action and make choices to be that version of yourself, to be that person. But first you need to know who you want to be. So who do I want to be? Who do you want to be in your career? Who do you want to be in your life? Who do you want to be in your relationships? Who do you want to be in your family? They may be all the same person. There may be slightly different variations of who you are in those contexts. And when I say there may be different versions, it doesn't mean that there's a different you. (laughs) 
in each of those contexts. But there may be different elements that you bring to the surface to help nurture or to help, you know, be your best in that situation or that environment. So really being honest with yourself, like, who do you want to be? And do this very unedited. Don't get caught up in who you've always been, who you were, who your parents say you are, who your teachers always said that you would be. But really, who do you want to be? And think big, feel big. The second prompt is, how do I want to feel? So I, if you've ever done coaching with me, if you've ever been in any of my work or any of my workshops, I always talk about feeling first. We are feelings people first. We are not rational beings. We're emotional beings. We emotionally respond before we then justify it rationally. And so the clearer we can be about how we want to feel and about how we want things to unfold from a feelings perspective, we can then make decisions on, is this decision the the decision that's going to help me feel the way that I want to feel? Is me reacting to the situation in this way going to help me feel the way that I want to feel? Is me being this type of person going to help me feel the way that I want to feel? And the more that we align our actions and our decisions with the way that we want to feel, the more that we have the ability to create the experiences that we want to have. And knowing who you are is fundamental to knowing how you want to feel because how you want to feel leads into who you are being day to day so being really intentional about those emotions that you want to bring to the surface those emotions that you want to be experiencing so that you can really 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 live from that emotion place first and the next prompt here is how do I want to show up so when I talk about showing up I'm talking about the actions you're taking the decisions that you're making the behaviors that you are showing so If you have reflected on who you want to be and how you want to feel, you then sit down and go, okay, well, if this is who I want to be and this is how I want to feel, what are the actions that I'm taking day to day? What are the decisions that I'm making day to day that's going to help me be who I want to be and help me feel the way that I want to feel? I really love what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book. It's one book that I recommend to most of my clients is... He says, decide who you want to be and prove it to yourself with small wins. So prove it to yourself with small actions. And that's what we're really doing here is how do I want to show up? What are the actions that I'm taking so that I can be who I want to be? So that's the first tool and strategy is spend time getting really, really clear on this. And it's not about this being perfect. This may change and shift over time. As you learn more about yourself, this will develop and shift and change as well. But it's a really great place to start. Now, the second tool and strategy is to really, really, really develop and embrace a growth mindset. Now, growth mindset is about really believing and acknowledging that you can change things, that you can create your own experience, that there are endless opportunities and possibilities that you do have the ability to expand your skill set or change your skill set or build more experience or change your experience that things are not fixed things are not finite in the way that they are but that you have the ability to create opportunities for yourself that you have the ability to expand what you bring to the table that you have the ability to be more of who you want to be and that it's not just about who you used to be and fixed in what is now and this is a really 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 powerful mindset to embrace because it offers the opportunity for you to constantly be creating the experience that you want to have 
And the way that we do this is by first uncovering what it is that you want to change. What are the current beliefs or stories that you tell yourself that are limiting your ability to live the life that you want, that is limiting the experience that you're having? So some of these might be, I can't change my career. I'm too old to try something different. I don't learn new things well. I, I just am the way that I am. I can't change who I am. Whatever. Just whatever, what are the stories that are limiting you and being stuck where you are? So some of these might be things that your parents may have said to you, your teachers may have said to you, what you hear around the people that you're spending time with, but really uncovering what it is that you want to change, what's currently limiting you. Where are you feeling frustrated? Where are you feeling like you are playing small, that you feel capped and stuck? This will give you some insight there. And then the second thing is you want to start shifting that into okay well if these things are keeping me stuck what it is that I, what is it that I want to believe about myself what is it that I want to be true what is it that I can tell myself or believe about myself that helps me to expand that helps me to be who I want to be that helps me to create the experience that I want to create this lends into tool number one by really understanding well if this is who I want to be what are the stories that stops me from being that version of myself and then what are the stories that I can tell myself to help me be more of who I want to be once you know the stories and beliefs that you really want to be telling yourself that you want to be believing that you want to be repeating you then repeat this again and again and again and thank goodness for neuroplasticity we have the ability to rewire our brain very literally by repetition so the more that you catch your old thinking you catch your own thinking challenge it and asking like is this helpful is this not helpful and changing it to the patterns that you want to think and believe the more that that will become the new way that you think more the more that that will become the new belief that you embed for yourself and the more that you then will choose actions and behaviors in alignment with that belief and it takes repetition and time So developing a growth mindset is going to help you in so many ways, not only with work, but also in life in general. So uncover what it is that you want to change. What are the stories and beliefs that are keeping you stuck? Outlining what it is that you want to believe. So what are the new things, the new beliefs, the new patterns that will help you to be who you want to be? And then repeating them again and again and again. You're going to have days where that feels really easy, where it feels like it's just flowing and moving. You're going to have other days where it just feels horrendously hard and you don't want to do it. And those are the days where we need to do it the most. And there will be an episode coming up about the three-part framework on how to do this as well. And then the last tool and strategy that will help you to thrive in the hardest era of work is having really solid boundaries because this is what develops resilience. So one of the key things with boundaries is it's not about keeping people out it's about keeping your energy in so often we when we lack boundaries we're leaking energy everywhere everything that we do takes energy everything that we do uses energy so are we using our energy on people things tasks experiences that are contributing to the way that we want to feel and experience our life or are we doing it with things that are depleting us frustrating us and keeping us stuck So the first tool that you do here before you start setting boundaries is do an energy audit. What are you doing at the moment? What are you spending time at the moment that fills your energy or that drains your energy? So really, really, really getting clear about where your energy spend is going. 
more often than not, when I do this with clients, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I spend this much time on things that drain my energy. No wonder I don't have time to spend on things that fill my energy. And so it can be really, really interesting and fascinating to really understand how much of our frustration, our resentment, our lethargy, (laughs) our tiredness, our exhaustion is coming from spending so much energy and time on things that drain us and often that's because of lack of boundaries one of the controversial things that I always talk about and say is that I don't believe that jobs burn us out I believe that our lack of boundaries with our jobs is what burn us out every job is busy every job is under resourced every job we could do with 35,000 more hours 35,000 more million dollars to be able to (laughs) be properly budgeted for but It's just not going to happen, right? So then the answer to that is what are the boundaries I'm putting in place to support myself so that I can be my best in the work that I do or just in life in general. So we set boundaries by first knowing what we need, right? So knowing what you need. So the energy audit is going to tell you exactly where you need boundaries to reduce your drainers and where you need boundaries to be able to create space for your fillers. And also asking, like, where am I most frustrated and resentful is also going to really highlight this for you as well. The second part then is understanding who do I need to talk to about this boundary? Is this a boundary that I need to set with myself? If so, set it, create actions of how you're going to fulfill that boundary. Or is this a conversation I need to have with someone else to understand, is this something that I need them to respect? Or is this something that I need to step away from with that person? Now, we can't change people's behavior, but we can be very clear about what we will and won't tolerate. So I will do a specific episode on some boundary examples and how to set boundaries. So keep an an eye out for that one. But there are both boundaries with yourself and both boundaries with other people. So getting really clear about which one is which in order to support you. The third thing is, is enforcing your boundaries. So once you have a boundary in place, it's about respecting that boundary for yourself over and over and over again people treat us the way that they treat us because we also allow it so the boundary is about saying I don't allow this or I'm no longer doing this and this is what happens when that boundary is being crossed and it's also about saying no if we say that this boundary is something that's really important to us we need to be willing to follow that up by saying no so practicing saying no and I will share tools and tacks on how to do this without it feeling (laughs) like a punch in the gut and practicing this again and again and then the fourth part about boundaries is also about equally asking for and, and accepting support so often our boundaries are you know things that yes we might need to have a boundary with ourselves, but we can also ask for support from other people to help keep us accountable or ask for support around being able to maintain other boundaries that may also include other people so for instance we might you know set a boundary with a fam with our family and so we might ask our partner to help support us in doing that because it might feel really challenging or it might feel really hard so accepting support and how we can be our best show up as our best all flows into how we set our boundaries and how we look after our mental and emotional well-being. So boundaries is a really in-depth and giant topic, but these are the basics on how you can get clear about what boundaries you need and how to set them, how to ask for what you need, how to say no, and also how to accept support so that you can be your best. So 
those are the three tools and strategies that I believe will help every single person thrive in the hardest era of work, thrive in this time that we're living in right now that is strange. It's odd. It's challenging. It's hard. Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's simpler because of how advanced things are. More often than not, though, it feels challenging and hard and overwhelming because our brain hasn't caught up to the how quick and how big and how full life is. And so knowing who you are and your value and what you bring to the table is going to be absolutely huge in terms of you being in control of who you want to be and how you want to show up and how you want to feel. That's going to make a huge difference in how you experience the world, how you experience what's going on around you. It's just going to be absolutely game-changing. Developing and embracing a growth mindset is going to be the, 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 the instrumental thing to help you thrive and to be the most successful version of yourself. It's going to expand the way that you see the world and the way that you interact with the world in a way that is so empowering and supportive, but it's going to take time and work. And to let you know as well that everyone has elements of fixed and growth mindset, you know, no person is only one it's about how we recognize that and then how we shift it into thinking ways and thinking that is supportive and helpful and empowering us so being really mindful about what are the stories you're telling what are the patterns of thinking you're getting caught up in and whether it's supportive and helpful for you and then of course lastly really 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 focus on boundaries so that you can have and develop resilience to help you move through uncertain times adapt in really challenging phases and experiences but boundaries are the fundamental thing that is going to ensure that you have the energy to look after yourself have the energy to be present in your life and with your family and your friends and also for you to show up as your best at work i honestly don't believe that we can be our best without boundaries boundaries is fundamental they are critical so i hope that these three tools and practices offer a starting point for you if you are finding this time really challenging or if you just want to level up in a way that is going to be really supportive and empowering for you so take some time go back and listen to those three tools and practices again note them down and take the time to work through them because again nothing changes if nothing changes right so if you are finding this time really challenging and you know something needs to change make the time to go through these tools and practices so that you can create change and start small I'm going to leave that there, otherwise I can go on huge other tangents about all of this. But as I said, I will break down each of these points even more in more depth in their own episodes because I think that that's going to be really helpful and powerful and expand on some additional things that you can do because, you know, sometimes we need different ways to implement things and for things to really stick. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know if these are tools and practices that will be really helpful for you. If you do take the time to do them, please let me know if they have been game-changing for you. If you do notice a difference and in what ways have you noticed that difference. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think. Connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or flick me an email. I would really, really, really love to hear your feedback. And I'm really looking forward to sharing more insights and gold on the Lead With Less podcast. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterson. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.